Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the fourth day of October 2023. We're just now eight days away from the NHL regular season beginning in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. Still one more preseason game to go. Uh, that'll be tomorrow night at Wells Fargo Center. They'll wrap up the preseason with the New York Islanders and likely see a roster that, if not completely, will very closely resemble the opening night roster when the Flyers do begin the 23-24 season. So in thinking about this episode of Flyers Daily, I was kind of going through and thinking through my head, you know, you know what, are the, what are the talking points? What are the storylines? We've talked about camp obviously quite a bit in the storylines of who's going to make the team, what players will be put on waivers, will they be claimed, how does the backup goaltender position play out. We saw Cal Peterson uh, go through waivers yesterday along with Tanner Lazinski, and obviously with the contract that Cal Peterson has, he'll very likely clear waivers. And, you know, that's kind of a poison pill for a lot of other teams. It's not just this year that he's under contract. It's also next at $5 million per, so he'll pass through waivers. Is it Felix Sandstrom uh, who's going to make the team, or will he be sent to Lehigh? Is he going to pass through waivers? Do the Flyers try and hold him for a period of time to get him through waivers, not with the original you know, big batch of wavered players around the league. How does this all play out? Is Does Brink make the team? Does Forster make the team? Do Brink and Forster make the team? What does everything look like? We've, we've talked about a lot of that, and we will continue to do that in upcoming episodes. But in this episode, I wanted to uh, kind of discuss some bold predictions. I did my Stick to Hockey Live show yesterday, and Tim Tobin, who tweets me regularly, a big Flyers fan, asked uh, us for a bold prediction. So I got really thinking about some bold predictions for this flyer season, both as a group, as a unit, in the standings, and also some individual players. So I wanted to go through a couple of them now, and I'd love to get your bold predictions for this year as well. Look, there's 82 games on the horizon. Obviously, there's a lot of variables that go into how an NHL season plays out, health, uh, development of players, continued development, expectations. There's a lot that goes into it. But here are some of the bold predictions I came up with that I can make a very reasonable case could come to fruition. And the first one I'm going to start with is actually regarding Noah Cates. Now, Noah Cates, when he first came into the NHL, had that after his collegiate season, had some games with the Flyers and was pretty productive at nine points, I think, in 15 games. Was pretty productive on the score sheet, but he moves to center last year, has to learn the position, no Sean Couturier, so he had to take on, you know, defending the opposition top line most nights, and his his offense sacrificed a bit for it, but, you know, turned into a really good 200-foot player, a player that plays with incredible detail, but I think there's more there to his offensive game, and with Sean Couturier back, and pres- the presumption that Sean Couturier is going to be available and healthy this season, I think it opens up Noah Cates for more offense. Not only that, but coupled also with the fact that I think he knows his standing in the NHL now. And now that he's more comfortable in year two at the center position, I think he can push his offense even to another level. So last year in 82 games, he played all 82. Really didn't hit that kind of rookie wall either, Noah Cates. If he did, he just kind of powered through it. We know 
He's incredibly fit and in great shape and works incredibly hard on and off the ice. But in 82 games last year, you know, he's a guy that started to find his offense a little bit towards the end of the year. He ended up with 13 goals last year. He had 13 goals and 25 points, uh, 25 assists for 38 points. He was a plus three on the season, and he averaged 17 minutes and 46 seconds of ice time. I think that you can deploy either Cates or Couturier into a shutdown role helps Cates and Couturier. I think it helps both of them because it's not all heaped on one player, game in, game out. Maybe it depends on who the, the opposition is, or you can put those players in positions to be more offensive and, and not defensive. So I think that it benefits both players. 13 goals last year for Cates. I think a bold prediction is that Noah Cates can end up with 20 goals this season. I think that is fair. We'll see if he can do it. I think he's got more offense in his game. And I, again, if Sean Couturier is healthy and playing night in and night out, I think it really helps Noah Cates quite a bit. So I'll say bold prediction number one, Noah Cates 20-plus goals this season. That's the over-under. Do you agree with that? You can always tweet me at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can DM me there as well. Or you can always email me at jason.mertetus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. All right, bold prediction number two is a guy that had a really good second half and then some last year. He was our guest on yesterday's episode. Of course, I'm talking about Morgan Frost. Now, Frost, over the final 55 games of the season, led the Flyers in scoring. He's a guy that we saw the maturity of his game, the evolution of his game, the creativity that he can bring to the ice, game in and game out. And we're starting to see that skill set really begin to pop at the NHL level. Now, last year, Morgan Frost, like I mentioned, 55, the final 55 games, he was the team's top scorer, putting up points, doing a much better job, uh, all zones. He's become responsible defensively, which is good. It turned into a, a player that you don't, you don't have to hold your breath when the puck's on your side of the red line. All said and done last year, Frost played 81 games. He had 19 goals, 27 assists, and 46 points. If he can pick up where he left off last year and be that player from the jump this year, and I get that's a big ask. I understand. I think he's a player that can score 60-plus points. Look, he had 46 last year, led the team in the final 55. 20 goals is obviously not a huge expectation. He scored 19 last year. 27 says 46 points. 14-point jump in his total for the season. I don't think is too much to ask. Is Morgan Frost going to be a 60-plus point player? I think so. That's bold prediction number two. All right, bold prediction number three. Speaking of 60 points, 60-plus points, Flyers' leading scorer last year with 61 points was Travis Konechny. Now, he did it in 60 games. He had some weird injuries last year. Just kind of freak things. He ended up with 31 goals, 30 assists, 61 points, and he averaged over 20 minutes a night. He was the team's most dangerous offensive player when he was in the lineup. Will Travis Konechny be a point-per-game player again this season? I think he can. I mean, that's 82 points if he plays all 82 games. It's a big number. But he's in the prime of his career. I think that his game has matured and he has matured 
off the ice, couple of kids now, really settled, and I feel like he's really comfortable in his own skin. And year two under John Tortorella, he knows all the different angles of expectation when it comes to coaching. Bold prediction number three, TK will be a point-per-game player again this season. I hope he plays all 82 games. All right, number four, bold prediction. Last bunch of years, leading the ice time for the Flyers was obviously Ivan Provorov. He was a minutes eater. Tons of average time on ice. He played every game, and when it came to ice time, he led the Flyers last year in 23 minutes and one second of ice time. He's not here anymore. How are those minutes going to be parsed out? It's going to be kind of by committee, but I will say that I think the Flyers' leader in average time on ice for this season will be Cam York. I think Cam York will be the guy that will lead in that regard. He was sixth last year in average time on ice at 19 minutes and 39 seconds. I think he picks up about two and a half minutes average time on ice this year. I think he's going to be on PP1. As the quarterback, I think you could see some penalty kill. He's going to be a top-pairing guy, whether that's with Rasmus Ristolainen or somebody else. I think Cam York leads the Flyers in average time on ice. All right, bold prediction number five. I've got six total and a team one, so just to tell you that now. Bold prediction number five, Joel Farabee. Now, we know Farabee had that late summer surgery heading into last season for the neck issue, the same injury as Jack Eichel. And a lot of his training came before the injury and the surgery. And then obviously rehabbing to get back wasn't due to come back last year until around Thanksgiving. He ended up playing all 82 games last year. And at points, especially in the beginning, the first half of the year, and even a little bit into the second half, Joel looked like he was playing catch up with his game. Started to see some of the old Joel Farabee coming back in the sec- late in the second half and him really getting into the rhythm of his season. This summer, however, no injury, no surgery, no rehabilitation, just training for an NHL season. This is a player that two years ago had 20 goals in 55 games in that 56-game shortened season. Joel Farabee last year, 82 games played, 15 goals, 24 assists, 39 points, played over 17 minutes of ice time. I think Joel Farabee's north of 23 goals this year, 23-plus. Matter of fact, I'll even change that number on the fly. I'll go to 25-plus for Joel Farabee this season. Now, if you're getting that kind of scoring, 25-plus from Farabee, point per game from Travis Konechny, 20 goals from Noah Cates, Morgan Frost being a 60-plus point player, the offense is going to be better. I mean, it just has to be. You couple that with the addition of Sean Couturier coming back into the lineup, who's had a couple of 76-point seasons, and then Cam Atkinson coming back into the lineup. They should be able to score more goals. They should be able to give their goaltending more run support. The question is, are they as good defensively as they were a year ago? Now, they weren't great defensively last year. They just weren't. But that area needs to improve. And look, there's some big question marks there. Travis Sanheim's going to play the right side and needs a rebound year. Rasmus Ristolainen, if he's on your top pair, is that the right place for him? How does Sean Walker and Mark Stahl fit in? How does Igor Zamula fare? There's a lot of question marks on the decor heading into this season. So can they be a team that outscores their mistakes? I don't think they're going to be that prolific offensively. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers are a team that can outscore their mistakes. Toronto does that. They're not in that position. 
But Joel Farabee, north of 25 goals. All right, last kind of, this is more of a team one, too. This is number six. The power play last season was just flat-out ugly. It wasn't bad. It was really bad. 15.6% is what it clicked at. That 32nd in the NHL. Now, you do get some players back, like I mentioned. Couturier, who helps on the power play, not just from an offensive standpoint, but also from the standpoint that you got a guy, especially on the left side, that can win draws and get you possession in the offensive zone so you don't have to start from behind your goal line and enter the zone. That's number one. Cam Atkinson helps in this regard. I think Cam York could really be a good NHL power play quarterback. Now, question mark, haven't seen him do it. And Tony D'Angelo was in that role last year. And one of the things that Tony D'Angelo was good at was that, even though the power play clicked at only 15.6% worst in the NHL. I'll say the power play clicks at over 19%. Now, if it's, if it's say, mid-19, 19.5%, that would put it around 21st in the league. So that would be a big improvement. So I'll say I'm not going to go crazy and say it's going to go over 20%. I'll go to 19% from 15.6, and it won't be in the bottom five in the NHL. That's my other bowl prediction. All right, so here are those bowl predictions. Noah Cates, 20-plus goals. Morgan Frost, 60-plus points. Travis Konechny, a point-per-game player. That Cam York will lead the team in average time on ice. Joel Farabee will score 25 or more goals. And the power play will be improved to at least 19%. I mean, look, that's six. If all of those came to fruition, that goes into number seven which is the over-under. Now, the over-under for Flyers for points for this year, according to Las Vegas, they put out their odds on over-unders for point totals for every team in the NHL. In the Metropolitan Division, the team with the highest points total for the season over-under is the Carolina Hurricanes at 109.5. Then it's the New Jersey Devils at 107.5. The Rangers under Peter Laviolette at 103.5. The Islanders at 92.5. I'd take the under on that one. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins at 97.5, the Caps at 85.5, and the Flyers at 76.5, Blue Jackets 72.5. So the Flyers at 76.5. Will they have more than 76 points? You taking the over or you taking the under when it comes to last year or this year and what the Flyers will do? Now, we know where the Flyers finished last year. It, only team in the division that finished below them was the Columbus Blue Jackets. And Columbus, like the Flyers, suffered catastrophic injuries. Warrenski, I think, played eight games. So last year, the Flyers finished with 75 points. Again, the number this year, 76.5, is two points improvement viable to take the over on the 76.5? Absolutely. They won 31 games last year, 75 points. Columbus, by the way, only had 59 points last year. So taking the over on the 76.5, I think, is a slam dunk. I think this team is improved. Are they a playoff team? Are they a wild card team? Are they battling into St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. And again, a lot of things can happen in an NHL season, health and, and everything else. We'll see how it plays out, and we'll live the 82 every day, all 82. But over 76.5, a point and a half point improvement year to year. 
I'll take the over on that one. I don't know. I wonder how you guys feel about those. Cates, 20 goals. Frost, 60 points. TK, a point per game. York leading the team in average time on ice. Joel Farabee, 25-plus goals. Power play improving about 3.5% and over 76.5 points. Email me, jason.mertitas at gmail.com. Uh, you can shoot me a tweet, at Jason Mert or a DM. Love to get people's thoughts on that. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. You know, Thursday edition, as the Flyers will wrap up the preseason, we'll preview Flyers-Islanders, the final preseason game of the year. So we'll do that tomorrow. So join us then on our brand new Flyers Daily. Don't slam the door on your way out. Don't leave without saying goodbye. I'm not alone.